Right now, we're going to talk ANZ Premiership, Kempe. Yep, the Stars, they inch one step closer towards securing a third and final playoff spot in the ANZ Premiership last night with a well-fought win over the bottom place, Southern Steel. Meanwhile, the Tactics will have to win both their games this weekend against the top two teams to give themselves a chance of making the final three. Storm Purvis from Centre uh, Pass joins us this morning to preview the final round of the regular season action. Morning, Storm. How are you this morning? Good morning. I'm good, thanks, guys. Yep, very excited and nervous about this round. Um, stoked that it is actually coming down to the last round. What a competition it's been. It has been, hasn't it, Storm? Thanks for joining us. It's, um, I guess, a memorable season so far. What's been your highlight? Oh, probably all the really, really close games. We've seen a couple of um, overtimes. We even saw a double overtime, extra time, extravaganza uh, Mystic Stars game. I think that was definitely a highlight. It took me back to um, that Delhi, was it 2010, Commonwealth Games, Silver Ferns double overtime match against the Diamonds and um, brought back all the feels. I was on the edge of my seat watching that one and it was so cool that we got to see a game like that in our little local competition here. Yeah, it's such a good competition. But look, there's been a lot of debate lately, Storm, about the well, the the underwhelming strength of the southern teams and the franchises that are in the far south. You got the Highlanders that struggle. We got the Southern Steel that are struggling at the moment. What can you pin, pinpoint that down to? When you rattle off the names, I know you've played for the Southern Steel, so you've got a, you know, you got a foot in that camp as well. But you rattle off the names: the Jenny May Clarksons, the the Donna Lofhagens, but now Wilkins. The players that they've been able to entice South have gone by, and that isn't the same these days. Why have they been um, struggling as of late? Bring back Monkey, bring back the cook, bring back all the student bars <laughs> in Dunedin. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I honestly it's a tough one, right? Like, yeah, I did I had six years at the Steel and um we had a great team, but when I think about it, we were all kind of the core of our team all went down to Dunedin for uni and played club netball mm. in Dunedin and then stuck together, all signed with the Steel and, and we uh, form these really cool combinations and core group. Um, I, don't, I really don't know the answer to that. It's so tough. I think the difference is when, when we were playing, we were able to live in Dunedin and sort of travel between Invercargill and, and Dunedin for training and you know that maybe made it more desirable for some people, whereas now I think the steel is fully based in Invercargill, um, mm. they're always going to be up against it. We, we've all we all know the population numbers. You know that's that's your biggest yeah. barrier from from day one. Um, the solution, I, I really don't know. I think I don't know when it comes to the Highlanders. I'm not sure, but but with netball, mm. I think this year it's been a little bit of an anomaly because they have lost two huge players for them in the preseason. Like their two best players, really, and George Fisher and Shannon mm. Saunders. One to pregnancy, one to a freak injury, and so I'm not too worried about the steel if they can retain, um, you know, some of their experienced players, get those two back in there, then I think they'll be okay. And you know, the history of the franchise, they are super successful, even back to the Sting days. You know, people love or sort of associate, you know, the Deep South with netball. So I'm sure they'll be able to entice players back down there. Uh, when it comes mm. to the Landers, I don't know, bring back the student bars. I'm sure that'll help. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, Storm, I mean, uh, what you said about Georgie Fisher being missing obviously means a lack of goals. Um, but I'm looking at it in terms of the rest of the court because 14 games, 
Uh, lost by an average of 14.5 points per game. That's a lot. That suggests that defensively it's not quite there either this season. Yeah, I think it's hard on defence when the ball is constantly coming back your way. So everyone gets equal centre passes in a match of netball. You, you alternate. And so if the attacking end isn't quite up to it and they're losing the ball quite a lot and that ball is coming back down your end on defence and then you've got to turn around and they get a centre pass again, it can get really hard to, to keep up the intensity um, and you know be able to defend for 60 minutes a lot more than other teams are because it's, they're more evenly spread, if that makes sense. I don't think I explained that very well. But as a defender, I used to get really pissed off with my attacking team. Uh, we're losing the ball constantly and you're like god guys like I'm exhausted I just had to defend their centre pass and now I have to defend our centre pass like I, I feel for the defenders it can get pretty tough um, and, and Kate Burley who's their goalkeeper down at this field has actually had a fantastic season and has some great uh, numbers next to her name she's just having to do it a lot more um, and therefore yeah they're up against it yeah, now that made total sense. Uh, Storm sitting on the sidelines watching my mum. She's a wing defence. She used to love it when they handed the passes over because she could elbow people and uh, get get stuck <laughs> into them. So, um, just on that, just on the competition this year, it's it is pretty tight at the top. And like you said, we've seen some pretty good games um, play out play out this year. But but what is the difference? Do you think for that? You know, the pulse going on that run, they're coming up against the Mystics. You've got the Tactics there who have been impressive at times this year. Which of those sort of three, four teams that are at that top this year do you think are the ones that hold the key? Look, it's it's really tough because there are four teams now vying for those three top spots. Well, the Pulse secured their top spot last week with that great win over the Mystics. So they're actually a team I wasn't really too bothered on early in the season, uh, in the off-season even. We were all talking about the Mystics and, and the tactics recruitment. Uh, but the Pulse have been in what? I don't know, three of the last, or won three of the last six grand finals or something. So they're a very proud franchise who know how to win. So it's a bit, um, shame on me a bit for not thinking about them because they've just shown that they are peaking at the right time and, and they're coached by the legend Yvette McCausen Jury and, and she's got a young team around her but she knows how to make her team win. Um, and so I think, you know, they could be the team uh, to beat at the end of the year. We were talking about the Mystics and I think you can't you can't write off the Mystics that they are without Monica Faulkner, their goal attack at the moment, who's been out with illness for a few weeks and I just think the attacking end isn't quite clicking without her uh, and the pulse showed how you can break them apart a little bit. So huge games for them this weekend. They've got the Stars and the Tactics who are both fighting for that third spot because I think it's safe to say the pulse of the Mystics will be there. It'll come down to how the stars and the tactics go this weekend. And to be honest, it's anyone's game. I can't pick it at the moment. I see the Diamonds coach, Stacey Marinkovic, was in the crowd last night to watch another ANZ Premiership game. Do you think she would have been impressed with what she saw across the ditch, a bit of spying? Uh yeah, I think it's been a good round for her to come and watch, actually, because uh, we spotted her in Christchurch for that first round. No doubt she would have been in Wellington. Uh, so she was here to watch. We actually spoke to her in our coverage on Sky Sport uh, at the Tactics game, and she was trying to keep a close eye on Karen Berger and Jane Watson, that uh, magnificent defensive duo. And they were on fire, as they have been all season, so she would have been taking some notes uh, watching them there. And then, yeah, seeing the Pulse get a great win over the Mystics um, and just watching the Pulse young guns so not even you know looking at what's happening this world cup in particular but just seeing that we are growing some depth there and there are some young ones uh coming through so it's exciting and probably a bit scary for stacy 
Uh, you mentioned Yvette McCausland Jury at the at the Pulse. She always seemed I mean, a few years ago she reinvented that franchise and brought a lot of young players together. Storm, what is it that she does so well as a coach that she can bring players like that together who maybe don't have the experience of of some of the other teams and turn them into a winning team? Yeah, I have thought about this quite a bit because you know she uh, has an interesting journey as a coach where she was part of a pulse side that was really unsuccessful for many years that would have been really really tough she was the silver ferns assistant coach during that dire time you think back to the gold coast commonwealth games and um you know she was part of that setup when the silver ferns were at their lowest and i feel like you know she's not only reinventing teams that she's come back to but she's obviously gone away and done something and reinvented herself. I don't know, she must have had this period of time where she really refreshed herself or, or had a you know, good hard think about what she wants to achieve as a coach and what kind of coach she wants to be. And she's come back and just sort of like her presence demands this kind of mana and respect. Um, and I've spoken to some of the Pulse girls, particularly the young ones who have been you know, enticed away from home and haven't gone back because they love being under a bit. And they kind of say she does this whole... I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed thing, where you feel like if you stuff up or you don't play bad, if you don't play well, you really let her down. A, like, you're not worried she's going to be angry at you, you're just really upset. A real mum thing that you've, that you've made her um, disappointed, and, and no one wants that, so... She's, she's nailing it. I don't know how she's doing it, but yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, she's. Um, I think a lot of it might be Storm that she's had that. Um, I guess that foundation with Manukura down in Palmerston North, where those Central yeah. District girls all go to that school and they get a. a I guess it's a good foresight, a bit of foresight really about pathways and and what you can do through an academy structure because that's basically what Manukura School is for all those kids through the central districts that want to go and play sport. They get that schooling and of course a chance to build them up. And as you know, the, the Central Pulse have just won that, that junior uh, competition as well. So the depth is there for her. Um, when you look at that, that depth coming through though, who's a smoky for this World Cup this year? Like who do you think? Um, you know, our, our dame is looking at out there as a young person and saying, well, this, this, this kid's going to make the Silver Ferns this year. Well, to be completely honest, I'm not sure that there will be any bolter in the Silver Ferns this yeah. year. Um, I just think the last sort of four years has been this massive trial for, for Dame Knowles and, and she's been using this kind of core of 20 players in the different series we've had in the build-up, um, you know, she's put them to the test and used a lot of different combinations. And I think she knows, if you look back to 2019, where she had all those experienced players who really stepped up, we used to call them the fossils. I think she knows that experience is going to win you tournaments in these kind of situations, like a World Cup, where it's back-to-back -back games, it's stressful, and, um, yeah, you just need the experience out there. And she really believes in that. So I think maybe Maddie Gordon would be the biggest, um, or the mm. closest person to a bolter to make a team just because she wasn't at the Commonwealth Games. She'd kind of been in and out of the firms over the past couple of years. Um, so she's someone from the Pulse, a centre young player. Uh, she could be the closest thing to a bolter, I reckon. Post the World Cup, I'd be looking at your Amelia Wormsleys, your Kara Stites. There's been a lot of players this season that have really stepped up in playing that kind of um, impact roll off the bench or just having to really front it. Amelia Wormsley for the Pulse, young girl, shoot, she's only 19 and she's been incredible. Uh, but I don't think any of those players are ready to you know, be taken to the World Cup just yet.
Beautiful. We, we, we know um, Dame Nolene Tauru doesn't shy away from the tough conversations. Is there any head-scratching position where Dame Nolene Tauru will be having a bit of a well, sleepless night? If she ever has them, you know, she'll just bang it straight on the nose if she has to make a decision. But for you, any tough positions that she's having trouble selecting? Oh, I know that she's um, definitely having some problems with the wing defence position. Uh, and we've mm. talked about it quite a lot, not only with her, but you know, all throughout Nipple Media, it seems to be the position that comes up a lot, just because Karen Berger could be your first choice wing defence, but she's playing incredible netball at goal defence this season with the tactics and teaming up with Jane Watson in that circle. So you kind of don't want to pull her away from there. Kate Heffernan is another one who's played wing defence for the Ferns in the past, but she's playing incredible netball at centre um, and has been playing at centre for the Ferns over the past couple of series. So you don't really want to pull her out of that position either. So who's your wing defence? And you can't really go and pick a specialist wing defence like Michaela Sopolich-Betson, who's doing a great job for the Mystics because she can really only play wing defence and then you're taking up a full position in an area of court where you kind of need the slides, the, the players who are able to play more than one position. So I don't know what the hell she's going to do there. I cannot wait to see her starting seven <laughs> come that first game of the World Cup because, um, you know, she's got the brain, she'll figure it out. But if I'm scratching my head trying to figure it out, yeah, uh, good luck to Dame Knowles in the season. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see. Oh, it's great to see Karen Berger fighting her way back from a, a major injury and back on the court doing what she does best, defending her heart out. Storm, you're hosting Centre Pass tonight at 8 o'clock with Karen. And uh, what have you got on the show tonight? You want to give it a wee plug before we let you go? Yeah, we've actually got Yvette McClaws and Jerry on the show tonight, so I can't wait to talk to her. Um, she's actually starting a new Marakura type school up here in the north, so really excited to hear uh, what she's going to be up to next year and just pick a brain about yeah how she does so well with the Pulse team. So looking forward to that. Beautiful. Storm, thank you so much for joining us here. We appreciate your time. All the best and keep up the great work, mate. You're doing a fantastic job. Thanks so much. Awesome team. Appreciate it. Talk soon. She is Storm Purvis. Monica, talk to me about the school, Kempi, that, that uh, Yvette's got going on and obviously big news there taking it up north. Yeah, well, the old St. Saint, St. Stephen's, you know, St. Saint, Saint Stephen's out at the Bombay's there. Um, a lot of my mates went to that school, uh, came up from Taranaki and went to a Māori boys' school called St. Stephen's back in the day, and apparently they're, they're, uh, they got the site and they're putting a, a school back in there again, which is Manakura, which is a, a Māori school um, for sports kids that they started, her and her husband, uh, down in, in Palmerston North. And kids could go there. They play rugby, may they play any any sport, hockey, netball, uh, and go around. And they basically represent themselves at all the national sports tournaments, and and have had a ton of success. So I went down there uh, a few years ago now to do some coaching down there because they wanted rugby league to be in, in um, implemented into the school. Uh, and they've just got a you know this cope up that's really cool. And apparently that's one of the reasons when we had her on. Uh, last time, well, you were, you were up in France. We actually got her on, and she spoke about coming up here next year after she finishes with the Pulse of Shida to start that new school up here. So, be a real good um, listen if you want to hear, uh, listen to that tonight on Centre Pass with Storm and, and Captain K when they talk to her about that because you'll give them a little bit more of an understanding of what's going on. Yeah, that's cool, man. Beautiful. That's awesome. Hey, on a, on a slightly different note uh, and not quite a serious Southern Steel. 14 games, no wins, 14 losses. 
Uh, minus two hundred and five goal difference. Can they keep the can they keep the nickname Steel? or Do we have to find a new nickname for them? Are they the Southern Spoons? I don't know what oh, are they. Don't be mean. Oh, don't be mean. Don't be like don't that. Be it's hard mean. enough. That, it's hard enough for our mate out here to sit down here and take the Highlanders without you coming in with the Southern Steel. Look at him. He's about to explode. Hey, hey, hey! No disrespect to McCargill. No disrespect whatsoever. But maybe move the Southern Steel like the like the Oakland A's and the the Raiders. Go to Las Vegas. Why aren't you going to Queenstown? Move the franchise to Queenstown, eh? Mm. That'll entice some young'uns to go down there and enjoy life. From, right. a, from a Southland, Dad, sounds like a pretty good idea, is he? <laughs> to be, like, it sounds like a pretty, you know? It sounds like a good idea. I, I was just going to say, isn't the reason they went in Vicargo because of the, the Unitech down there, whatever it's called? Is, is yeah. It? So, yeah, we've got zero feeds SIT down in, in Vicargo, but that's not really as important anymore because you get free, fees-free first year from any university anyway. So that, that, that kind of hit's gone away from it, I think. Right, because that was my thought as to why they are taking it there because you could attract all these students, much like what Storm was saying. Oysters. It was an instead of uh, instead of dunners. Oysters. Oysters. <laughs> it's all about hey, the oysters. Get down there and get some, get some oysters. And I'm still waiting, Jimmy Cowan. Give me those oysters, mate. Got a bucket coming from the one and only GC. And I, was, I asked them, chances, Jimmy, come on the show? He blanked me again. He's a hard man to track down, Jimmy Cowan, but I'll continue to pester him. Oh, so good.